Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, January 16th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, it is wild card weekend this past weekend. So we've got a lot of stuff to go over. A little bit of baseball news this week. Carlos Correa, who plays shortstop, will return to the Twins after a crazy back and forth free agency period. The deal is reportedly six years for about $200 million. Originally, the Giants offered Correa a 13-year, $350 million deal, and then the Mets offered him a $315 million deal for 12 years, but both teams reneged on their deal once they got his physical back. The rumor is that the concerns stem from his broken right leg that he suffered when he was 19 years old. His leg, he got surgery on his leg, it was repaired, and there was a metal plate inserted. And he has not been on the injured list since then, but there was a reported slide into, I believe it was second second base and it like vibrated um so that is kind of the concern there however he will be returning to minnesota for the next foreseeable future moving along to the nba rockets guard jalen green and forward jason jay tate were suspended for one game after leaving the bench during a altercation with the kings on friday the rockets lost 139 to 114, but the altercation happened during the fourth quarter. Green and Tate were suspended during the Clippers game on Sunday. This is just more embarrassment for the Houston team who has lost 15 of their last 16 games. 
On the opposite side of the spectrum, the Grizzlies have now won nine straight games, and the ninth was on Jay Morant's, Ja Morant's dunk to take them over the Pacers 130-112. to This is now the longest NBA active winning streak after the Nets' 12-game streak. They lost to the Bulls on January 4th. Moving along to NCAA basketball, and man, hold on to your hats for this week because there was a lot of losses in the top 25. So, to start, number 18, Wisconsin played a close game but lost to Michigan State. Wednesday had two ranked matchups, one in the Big 12 and one in the Big East. Number 10, Texas beat number 17, TCU, after a slow first half. Then number 25, Marquette beat number 6, UConn, by 5. Unranked Texas A&M put the beat down on number 20, Mizzou, winning by 18. We then had a further two ranked matchups in the Big 12 on Saturday. Number two, Kansas and number 14, Iowa State played a close one, but the Jayhawks came out on top. And then number 11, Kansas State's run against top 25 teams finally comes to an end against number 17, TCU, who outscored the Wildcats by 14. Then there was more carnage in against unranked teams on Saturday. Kentucky may be one and three, but they beat number five, Tennessee. Number nine, Arizona fell to Oregon by 19. Yes, that's a one and a nine. Vanderbilt beat number 15, Arkansas, to make the Razorbacks one and four in the SEC now. Number 16, Miami lost in overtime to NC State. Number 18, Wisconsin lost again, this time to Indiana in a low scoring game, 63 to 45. That is the whole game scores for both teams. Creighton may be unranked, but the Blue Jays beat number 19, Providence. Number 20, Mizzou lost for a second time this week. On Saturday, it was to unranked Florida. Number 23, San Diego State got beat by recently unranked New Mexico. And Clemson beat number 24, Duke, to round out that insane Saturday. That was all unranked versus ranked matchups on Saturday alone. Sunday only had two games with ranked teams in it, and both had a top 25 loss. Unranked St. John's beat number six UConn by double digits, and number 12 Xavier beat number 25 Marquette, leaving them undefeated in the Big East. So that is all of the top 25 losses in men's basketball over the last week. Like I said, it was absolutely nuts. Also a little crazy news, Alabama forward Darius Miles has been charged with capital murder in an early morning shooting on Sunday that killed a 23-year-old woman. The shooting happened near campus and supposedly was two cars firing at each other and she was an innocent bystander. He is no longer on the team. Moving along to NCAA football, which for is for like the last time as we this was the final game of the entire football season. And well, it wasn't really a game. So the national championship was played on Monday. So a week ago and the Georgia Bulldogs won 65 to seven over TCU. They were favored by 13 and a half, but man, not even I saw this one coming at least that much of a blowout. Georgia quarterback Stenson Bennett had six touchdowns, four passing, and two rushing, while Max Duggan threw two interceptions. It was 17-7 to at the end of the first quarter, but it got out of hand from there 
quickly. Frankly, TCU just got killed. There's not much else to say. So hopefully you enjoyed the semis because the final was definitely a disappointment of a game to watch. This is the largest margin of victory in a bowl game if the national championship technically counts as one. This is that record now. Moving along to NFL, like I said, it is wild card game week. So we have all but one of the wild card games decided as of today, which is Monday. So starting with Saturday's games, the 49ers destroyed the Seahawks after being down at half by just one point. And the final score of that game was 41 to 23 as Brock Purdy, quarterback for the 49ers, shined with four touchdowns, three passing and one rushing. He has now, the 49ers have now won 10 in a row. The Chargers were next up and they were up 27 to 7 at half. And it looked to have the game in hand. As a matter of fact, most of us who were watching that game on Saturday night were kind of like, oh, okay, it's most of the way over, but they do, there is a lot of time left in the second half. However, quarterback for the Jags, Trevor Lawrence, were, was not done. During the second half, the Chargers didn't score a touchdown, and that's all the Jags did. As time expired, the Jaguars put a final blow with the game-winning field goal, literally as the clock hit zero to win that game. The next game was the Bills-Dolphins game, and it was close and back and forth. Despite not having Tua as their quarterback, the Dolphins were only down by three points at half, but the two teams scored the same amount of points in the second half, so that means the Bills won by three. The 8-7 and seven Giants upset the 13-3 and three Vikings on Sunday, coming out strong in the first quarter with two touchdowns. The Vikings did keep it close, but never managed to gain the lead. That final score was 31-24. to 24. And then Sunday night football's game was the Bengals versus the Ravens, and that was also a close one. They were tied 17-17 in the fourth quarter. Just under 12 minutes to go, the Ravens were on the two-yard line, driving into the end zone. When they fumbled the ball and Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard picks it up and runs 98 yards for the go-ahead touchdown. That is the first go-ahead defensive touchdown in playoffs since 1996. And the Bengals take it. Tonight is the final wild card game, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That will round out the wild card week and we will move on to division play. Also, a little bit of NFL news that should definitely cause some uplifting feelings is that Hamlin from the Bills is officially home from the hospital. I misspoke last week. He actually just went home to his home hospital in Buffalo from um, Cincinnati, but now he is actually home, like home home, like in his own bed <laughs> from the hospital. So that makes all of us feel so much better and even better that the Bills beat the Dolphins moving on to the next round because last year they got out in the first round. So this was a big deal for Buffalo in both senses. A little bit of golf this week. The Sony Open kept people guessing. Jordan Spieth went from sharing the lead to missing the cut on Friday. Siwoo Kim was three shots behind on Sunday, and Hayden Buckley had the lead. He then pulled up into Siwoo Kim, actually pulled level with Hayden Buckley before the 16th. Then Hayden made a birdie on the 16th to take back his lead, but Kim chipped in on the 17th because he was not in that final group, which was 30 feet away to tie Buckley. And then Siwoo Kim got a birdie on the final hole to seal the win. And this is Kim's fourth PGA Tour title, but his first in two years. 
we do have some Olympic news this week. The Russian Anti-Doping Association officially said that Camilla Velieva is not at fault in the doping case at the Winter Olympics last year. Remember, she won the gold in the team competition before being banned after it was discovered she had tested positive for a banned substance two months prior to the games. The timing was just really bad as the lab had that it had the test. It had been affected by COVID and shutdowns, so that caused an extreme delay, which then caused the suspension in the middle of the Olympics. She basically was said that she is not at fault. She still is suspended and banned, but she is not like at further fault for causing a delay or anything like that, which honestly, we all, it being Russia, you never know. For the Summer Olympics, Knoxville has been chosen to host the 2024 U.S. Olympic Trials for USA Diving. So the trials will be held there in June 2024 before the Paris Olympics. Also, American Callie Humphreys was atop the medal podium for the 100th time in her career after getting first in the monobob in Germany this weekend, also ruining their sweep that they always like to try to do. So congratulations, Humphreys, on a amazing milestone in your career in the bobsled. And then actually a little bit of tennis news, which was fitting because we are going into the Australian Open begins today. But Naomi Osaka will not be there as she announced that she is actually pregnant. So she will not be playing in any tournaments this year at all. Congratulations, Naomi. Hopefully this gives you the mental health break that you need. That wraps it up for what happened over the last week. So let's go over what to watch this upcoming week. Lots of basketball is the answer to that. So in the NBA, we've got two games every night until the weekend. So Monday, the Heat at the Hawks at 2.30 on TNT. Then the Suns at the Grizzlies at 5 p.m. on TNT. Tuesday, you can catch the Raptors at the Bucks at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the 76ers at the Clippers at 9. On Wednesday, we switch over to ESPN to watch the Hawks at the Mavericks at 6.30, followed by the Timberwolves at the Nuggets at 9. On Thursday, the Warriors play the number one team in the league, the Celtics, at 6.30 p.m. on TNT, and then the Nets play at the Suns at 9 p.m. And then Friday rounds out NBA games on regular TV programs. So Heat at the Mavericks at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Grizzlies at the Lakers at 9. For this week for NCAA basketball, lots of games going on, um, as well as new teams breaking into the top 25. But we only have ranked versus ranked matchups. The first one will be Wednesday, number 22, Providence at number 20, Marquette at 8 p.m. on CBS SN. Then there's actually no games anyone ranked on Friday. So then Saturday, you catch a lot of games, but there are two ranked versus ranked matchups. Number 14, TCU at number two, Kansas. That will be at noon on CBS, followed by number five, UCLA at number 11, Arizona at 1 p.m. on ABC. So that'll be a nice matchup in the Pac-12. Those are only the ranked versus ranked matchups of this week. Like I said, for the NFL, we've got the divisional games coming up after the wild cards complete today. So Saturday, we already know a lot of the games. We just need to do the last one. So I'll kind of explain how that works. So Saturday, catch the AFC division game, the Jaguars at the Chiefs. That will be at 3.30 on NBC, followed by an NFC divisional game, the Giants at the Eagles at 7.15 p.m. on Fox. Both the Chiefs and the Eagles had a first-round bye because they were the top of that division. 
and then they go on to play the worst one coming out of that division from the wild card game. So that's why we have some of those set already. Then on Sunday, the AFC divisional will be Bengals at the Bills at 2 p.m. on CBS. And then the final game will be the NFC, other NFC divisional, with a to-be-determined team, so the winner of the Cowboys-Buccaneers game. And they will play at the 49ers at 5.30 p.m. on Fox. The PGA Tour this week goes to the American Express. That first round will begin on Thursday at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel. Then catch the second round on Friday at the same time and the third round on Saturday also at the same time. And then Sunday, catch the final round of the American Express also at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel. This week for hockey, we actually have three games on regular scheduled TV and um, nights. So Wednesday, the Bruins at the Islanders at 6.30 p.m. on TNT, followed by the Stars at the Sharks at 9. And then Thursday, you can catch the Lightning at the Oilers at 8 p.m. on ESPN. We do have some Olympic sports going on this week. Women's gymnastics tonight or today, Monday, it will be Oklahoma number one versus number 13 LSU at 2 p.m. They, you can catch that on ESPN two. Then sticking on the gymnastics train on Friday, women's gymnastics Mizzou versus LSU at 6 p.m. on SEC network. So LSU has two like pretty big matchups back to back this week. Um, then on Sunday, you can catch the triathlon, the clash at Daytona. That will be at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. And then you guessed it. We go back to women's gymnastics for Utah at Oklahoma at 6.45 p.m. on ESPN. This week, we have a little bit of soccer news. I wanted to hit on, even though it won't be on regular scheduled programming, we do have a women's international friendly. New Zealand will play the United States at 9.05 on HBO Max. So there's something I wanted you to keep in mind. And then, like I said and alluded to earlier in the podcast, tennis. We do have the Australian Open starting today. Keep in mind those times will be real weird because obviously they're on the other side of the world. So Australian Open first round, you can catch that starting tonight at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN2. We actually had games going throughout the day today, but also, again, remember the time change and... We uh, didn't have it on regular scheduled TV. So then Tuesday, round two can be watched at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. Actually, everything is caught on ESPN2. Then we kind of start to break it up. So Wednesday, it's just the Australian Open. So I'm sure it's like highlights at 2 p.m. And then the rest of round two at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. Thursday, same kind of thing. Highlights at 1, round 3 at 8 p.m. Then Friday, highlights at 10 a.m. and round three continued at 8 p.m. Saturday catch the highlights at 6 a.m. bright and early because the round of 16 begins at 7 p.m. Again that will all be on ESPN2 and the round of 16 will finish out on Sunday at 6 p.m. also on ESPN2. I will keep you up to date with who's in that how everybody's doing and everything once we get going but again like I said remember that time change so all those headlines will be coming out of Australia at kind of those weird hours so maybe turn off your ESPN alerts if you don't want spoilers that wraps it up for me this week not too long of an episode as we did have quite a number of sports to go over but tried to shorten it a little bit as we were getting a little lengthy for me so anyway hope you guys enjoyed the episode like always there's more games and times on the blog the girlfriend's guide to sports thanks for listening and i'll catch y'all next week